Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello and welcome to a new edition of the Chief Investment Office Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. You're with Stuart Haslam as usual, and I'm very pleased to welcome Christian Nolting, our Chief Investment Officer based in Frankfurt. Christian, how are you doing this morning? Hello, Stuart. Good to talk to you. So, yeah, greetings from Frankfurt. Greetings to you and greetings to all of our listeners. Christian, let's kick straight off. And well, it was a pretty negative week last week, wasn't it? I think it was uh, Wednesday where the markets took a particular turn for the worse. How did you read that out of the Chief Investment Office? I think it was Tuesday, to be honest. When we, Tuesday, got, the excuse me. <laughs> when we got the inflation data from, from the US where everyone literally expected uh, that these inflation data come down a little bit or stabilize. And they were slightly up again with a move also out of food and energy as the main drivers to more stable drivers of inflation. So I think not unsurprisingly, we will not get rid of inflation very soon. But that was uh, very negatively seen by the markets because there was some hope we are beyond the peak. And, and that was obviously, obviously not the case. So then let me use that opportunity, Stuart, also because I think last week especially was quite uh, emotional on markets, if I may call it like this, to recap a little bit what we think. Um, so first, if you look in terms of uh, flows and sentiment, uh, especially to Europe, you don't see many flows where everyone is saying probably Europe would suffer most uh, in, in the next months and weeks, which I wouldn't rule out. We are also positioned uh, underweight in Europe. Um, from a sentiment perspective, I think sentiment has turned even worse. It's quite negative toward equities which to be very honest is something which normally um, is a buying opportunity because if everyone is negative, if everyone is not really positioned equities, not for the next day or week, but if you look a little bit longer term, that's, that's honestly a good entry point, I would say. However, this is only close in sentiment. I think we need to also look at other aspects. Uh, and we have also uh, looked into the upcoming earnings season of Q3. So here you see, I already talked about October. Um, we do expect uh, the earnings season to be a bit weaker, sorry to come with negative news here, than, than we have seen in Q2, because uh, many companies uh, reporting from Q2 then in July, i.e. at the beginning of Q3, gave a quite positive outlook, I would say. Now I would expect this inflation still being there, being a bit higher. Um, I would say a lot of companies would talk about their margin, probably couldn't have the same margin, uh, and the market positioning on this, the market expectation is still quite positive. So I would not rule out there some disappointments, unfortunately. So I think it would be a tougher earnings season. And then the third aspect, do I talk too much to Stuart? I hope not. <laughs> no, we're all still um, here. It's fascinating. Please go ahead. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, and the third aspect I, I wanted to mention is um, inflation, of course. Uh, I, I did already and in monetary policy. And I think this week, a very important point, data point for the market is the Fed. And the question is, uh, how much uh, increase is the Fed doing on the rate side? And the market is pricing uh, at least 75 basis points. So uh, if you say, and that's our view, that at the beginning of next year, and the US is going through a recession, then probably the window for the Fed is closing. Hence, I can understand that some people are saying, why only 75? You should, the Fed should use that opportunity. Inflation is high to go 100 basis points. But at least I would say it's at least 75 basis points. Um, so, of course, that's also something the market needs to digest. 
Um, so it's a, it's a quite tough market environment, I would say, for the next weeks. Nevertheless, uh, and here important to draw conclusions, uh, I would say if you look through them, uh, and I think that's, that's very important not to get emotional on markets, um, and we have said also in these podcasts and our publications uh, by the next dip, um, so we were not, uh, let's say, pushed by July, which was a good month on markets to go into equities. Um, we said, let's wait rather before it's getting better. And now we seem to be in another trough. And we said by the next dip, we would then want to use it. So we have uh, given us some levels in markets where we would then reduce or start to reduce our underweight. So although it's tough time, I think ahead, uh, we want to use that opportunity, which eventually is the job, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Christian, so much there to to pick apart. And, you know, I'm going to try just with a couple of themes. You mentioned earnings and company earnings as the next, um, well, you've got the Fed meeting this week, but then earnings at the uh, beginning of next month. I can't believe we're already talking about Q3s. Um, but what are some of those trends within earnings that you think our investor community should really think about? And are there sectors that are particularly attractive on that next dip buying opportunity that you speak of? Yeah, one sector which is, uh, I think, quite controversial, but uh, one sector I want to mention we discuss a lot is, is financials, and here especially in Europe. So if you look at valuations in Europe, they're already quite cheap. And I say, if I look at Q4, maybe we're getting a bit more cheaper before going into that. But uh, if we expect now the ECB to eventually be even faster than the Fed, so think of the Fed now doing 75 or 100 this week, Mm. But I think then the speed will, will be a bit lower um, because then uh, there should be some implications on growth. Uh, the ECB has to catch up. And I think from that perspective, there's probably more to come. That would be positive for the financials. On the other hand, you can say, well, there's recession coming. So how can that be positive for financials? But I think there's also a lot of support from the consumer coming from fiscal policy, something you shouldn't forget. And also in recent days, we've seen financials to react positively or more stable than the market. So. For those who want to take a bit more risk, I think that's an interesting trade because valuations do look attractive and we do expect the ECB to really hike uh, and even faster now than the Fed. Yeah, okay. Well, that's fascinating. Um, and ECB, yeah, going faster than the Fed. We get that. They're slightly behind, but they are catching up fast. Any other themes? I mean, in the fixed income space, I think last week a no. report came out talking about uh, there's income in fixed income. Has your view there changed at all over the past week or so? And what are you talking to clients about in the fixed income space looking forward? No, not at all. I think it's very important as there was so much negative performance uh, in the markets on fixed income in the first half of the year and also in recent weeks. You need to think, does it continue like this or is there maybe an opportunity? We think there is an opportunity because as we do expect lower growth, and I talked about recession, mild recession in the US, and we also do expect a recession in Europe. From our point of view, that means that on the longer end of the curve, the increases in yields would stop at one point in time, at least be stable. Uh, and we would expect, uh, say, 10-year treasuries or 10-year bonds, if you look uh, in 12 months, in one year's time to be around these levels or even slightly lower, which would be positive, of course, for investing. So from that perspective, I think this situation creates an opportunity in the fixed income space. And uh, yeah, we do focus a lot on this for Q4. So I think there are opportunities. And yes, uh, I would repeat income is back in fixed income, which at least is some positive news. 
Absolutely. Christian, it's so good to talk to you. I think for all market participants, this is one of the most fascinating times in the markets of recent memory. Um, flows are back. People are back from holidays. Volatility is still there. Every data point is really being analysed um, extremely closely and markets are moving um, off the back of these, uh, these announcements. So we'll continue speaking. Um, we look forward to the next time we catch up, Christian. This has been Christian Nolting and Stuart Haslam for the Chief Investment Office weekly investment outlook podcast for now have a great week and we'll speak to you again next week bye-bye in europe middle east and africa as well as in asia pacific this material is considered marketing material but this is not the case in the us no assurance can be given that any forecast or target can be achieved forecasts are based on assumptions estimates opinions and hypothetical models which may prove to be incorrect past performance is not indicative of future returns performance refers to a nominal value based on price gains losses and does not take into account inflation Inflation will have a negative impact on the purchasing power of this nominal monetary value. Depending on the current level of inflation, this may lead to a real loss in value, even if the nominal performance of the investment is positive. Investments come with risk. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount originally invested at any point in time. Your capital may be at risk. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, ECB, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority, BaFin, and by Germany's Central Bank, Deutsche Bundesbank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC, and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The product, services, information, and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2022 Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.